Friday, I'm your host Dean Sage. I'm back with Brendan. He had a he had a week off. What did you do? Did you like spa? Did you like relax? I slept and slept. Slept and slept. Okay. That's pretty much the extent. Um, and uh, we've got an exciting thing that's happening today. Actually, do you want to tell the folks again what's happening today on the uh, wonderful yeah. Friday release day? It is fun. My song came out today. Yay! That was such, that sounded so enthusiastic, but I am enthusiastic. <laughs> it's been like, what I think, I, I went back and listened to our demo, it was like nine months almost. No, wait, yeah, nine November. months almost. Yeah, so. Seven. Seven, seven months working, yeah. getting it, okay. Well, it'll be fun, and, and you all get to hear it. And if you'd like to be part of the Be Mine campaign, hashtag Be Mine, you need to take a selfie and get a, hold up a little sign that says Be Mine on it, and uh, you need to at the Brendan John on Twitters we'll, or wherever you we'll do it. We'll link the page for it. Yeah, there'll be a link in the show notes, but we definitely encourage you to, to get on there and sign up. But we have a guest, and we are traveling on the road, so if you hear like road noises or birds or the sound of someone gagging on a ball gag, that's because we're on location today. Um, and I have uh, an amazing drag queen with us. This is Betty Swallows. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, so give us a 30-second commercial. Like, who are you? What do you do? Do you swallow? Okay, so here's like here's the, the, the long and the short of it. I am a drag queen from Philadelphia. Um, I just moved back home to Boston, but I was born and raised here, if you will. Um, I'm the daughter of the fabulous Aloe Vera, who is Miss Eye Candy from Philadelphia. Um, I perform professionally here and at home, and my name was actually given to me. I don't know what that says about me, but Betty Swallows was a name that was given to me by my old club owner, so... Yeah, I guess that's... So wait, like a club owner like literally looked at you and mm -hmm. went, yep. I bet he swallows. Yep, that's that's exactly how it, he... I was like, I'm thinking of doing drag. He's like, I think your name is Betty Swallows, and I'm like, touche, and took it. <laughs> <laughs> So how long have you been doing drag? I have only been doing drag for 10 months. My my first year anniversary is going to be August 10th of this year. And I'm so excited because people have been accepting me and welcoming me into the community so well. Um, I actually have a really fun event coming up. That's my first time I got picked up by the Gillette Corporation to host one of their big corporate tea dances, which is Ooh. my first big event um, back in Boston. So it's it's starting to take off, which is really exciting. Well, that's really cool. I, I think, Brendan, you've actually done drag of a sort. Twice. Twice. <laughs> now, do you walk well in heels or do you fall? No, see, I walked really well the first time, but that was because I actually, like, practiced for a few weeks Same. on how to walk. But then the second time I did it, I it was a, exactly a year after, and I was like... <laughs> I bet I can still do it. So, like, literally the night of, I just put the heels back on, and I was like, oh, my shit, this hurts like a motherfucker. Oh, it's so bad. No, my first time that I ever did drag, I made my drag mother give me the heels a week in advance, and she kept forgetting to bring them to things so I could take them from her. I'd be like, you have to bring me my heels. I'm not going on stage without practicing in these heels. See, I fall when I'm, like, standing or <laughs> walking on flat ground. So, like... I just, yeah, I, I, I believe that if I ever did wear heels, like, I would not be standing. I would simply just, I'd be lounging I'd, on the ground. I take some serious time before every show to really think about how aggressive I'm going to be in my number and which heels I'm going to be able to survive in for the show. Now, do you do, like, some of the acrobatics and things? I do some. I pretend to death drop. 
Um, How do you pretend to death drop? Well, there's... there's Is it like the wet fish? You just kind of fall over? Kind there? of. Okay. It's called a kamikaze. You basically... That's my favorite shot, Yeah, actually. exactly, right? Um, you basically, you just run and jump and throw one leg behind you and fall on your back. It actually looks really cool if you can do it right, but it's basically the way of making a lot of things look like a death drop. It sounds like death, actually. Like, it if I ran hurt, and jumped yeah, no, and put I my leg my behind head, me. Yeah. Yeah. There is actually a really funny video on YouTube of a drag queen actually knocking herself out doing that. She's just out cold for the rest of the number. Yeah. I, I, always, I always hope in the middle of one that I'm never, not going to do that. Yeah, well, okay, well, so if you guys stick around, uh, we're going to talk about having sex in crazy clothes um, and heels, maybe, or having sex with shoes. I don't know. If you're into that kind of thing, that's fine. Um, but before we get into that, actually, since we've got uh, Betty here, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we've been talking about from time to time, which is stigma with, like, femininity and those kind of things. But drag is, like, a, it's a different kind of thing, right, Brendan? Like, it's it's not exactly, like totally outside expression it's like you're kind of putting on a show but like you were telling me that you've run into like people that are like i won't date a drag queen or something like that like yeah, what I've, if- I've run into a lot of people that said they wouldn't date a drag queen because they want their man to be a man and in quotes just, yes in quote well no they don't actually quote it but i'm oh. quoting them in a very stupid voice because yes. it's stupid well i mean let's uh, we gotta actually count this for a second like man like this word really like it's causing, I mean, gender causes so many problems, but like, to me, I think a man is with a penis. Yes. Who is, also feels like a man. Yes. So if you've got both of those things, if you've got a penis or you feel like a man, then you're a man. Yes. If you dress up as an over-exaggerated woman and want to entertain people, you're still a man. You are just dressed as a woman. I think that's a very interesting point right there because a lot of people, I get this a lot, a lot of people ask me, people who are very unfamiliar with the drag scene or the drag community will say to me, so are you telling me that on some level, like some deep philosophical level, some deep individual level, you want to be a woman? And I I say absolutely not on, on no level. I love entertaining people. I'm a musical theater major. I am a performing artist. This is what I do. This is what I've, what I've always done. Um, and I just love giving people a great time and having a great, uh, just like bringing a new personality, a new level of energy that people don't see all the time. But it doesn't have anything to do with me wanting to be a woman. So let's we'll get let's get a couple of things out of the way just in case. Oh, go ahead. Brian, uh, you got I was a point. Say, I've heard from a few people that one of the reasons that they do drag, they get so nervous up on stage that the drag persona actually helps them be confident. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's. Absolutely. You can be a completely different person and step outside yourself for a little bit. It's a really fun, exciting experience because you're not you and you don't have to feel like you are a whole nother person. Okay, so let's get a couple things out of the way because I've, there, there are, I think, a lot of misconceptions about drag and hopefully our audience knows a lot about it. But just in case you don't, let's get a couple things. So first of all, let's just clear it up. So you, you are not transgender. Correct. You have no desire to or, or you have no gender dysphoria. You are comfortable Correct. in very, the skin I'm that you're worn in. Very comfortable being a homosexual male. Absolutely. Okay. Do you, are most drag queens homosexual men? Uh, I would say the vast majority. I think it, it would be a little bit of an overstatement to say that all of them are, but I think I think that's I think that's a fair statement. Now there is transvestism, transvestites, which Correct. kind of goes it, it, they're, they're, that word kind of goes in and out of favor. But as a psychological mm-hmm. thing, that is men who dress as women, but not for performance. Correct. That's and not even for sexual. It's usually just men who dress as women because they feel like they want to. Mm-hmm. And I would say that there are some drag queens that fall into that category as well. 
So you don't have to be a transvestite to be a drag queen. Correct. Yes. You don't have to be a drag queen if you're a transvestite. They are separate categories, yes. but they are things. Definitely. Okay. Um, are you making fun of women? Is this absolutely not? Is this is that what drag is about? Is to, to make fun of women, to pick on women? No, and is I there mean, misogyny of any kind in this. Not that no, I, I no. At least I don't think that's the intention on any. I could see how from a distance, some one could potentially misconstrue that as as kind of what we're going for. I go for a, a super exaggerated, hypersexualized woman. That is the. That is the person that Betty is, but that has nothing to do with women in general. That's just the woman that I have created as my character. But I mean, what do you think? Because like, well, obviously we have a lot of female fans for the podcast, and I think that, you know, it's... I have I have heard that. Have you ever heard that women complain about drag as being making fun of them, that kind of a thing? Yeah, and whenever I see it, pe- like, the guys that do drag aren't making fun of women. They're almost making fun of themselves. Um, and like he said, they're just being over-exaggerated, over-sex, like hyper-sexualized versions of a female. They're not making fun of females. They're just basically taking females to like an extreme. I mean, in some ways, I think it can be kind of an empowering thing. I think this is the way that the gay community and the, uh, and women can work together because there's something really cool about showing the confines that patriarchal society has put on women by having men impersonate or or, or uh, create female you know caricatures of themselves in order to show that there's more to femininity, there's more to masculinity. Yeah, I think there's a lot more self-expression involved than a reflection on uh, on women, if that makes any sense. Like there's okay. a lot, there's a level of like it's almost. I have a full time job during the day. Like I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a regular adult male during the day. But there's like that feminine side of myself that has no place to manifest itself to express itself, and that's kind of where it gets channeled. But I don't think it really reflects on women. Okay, all right. Or at least that's not my goal. That's not your intention. That's, that's not, not my intention, intention of like the drag moms that you know. And Correct. The, okay. The, the, of my drag family, I don't I don't think that really comes into play very much. Okay, so let's talk about the number one issue when it comes to the secret side of drag life what happens when you see an attractive guy and you're tucked oh god oh god it is um it's very painful so i generally try to walk away from the situation because um it's not a pleasant sensation um oh god i had this happen the other day actually i got out of a show um i closed the club down i had a show uh like 1 30 in the morning i got uh Uber pool by accident. I tried to call an Uber, but I realized when the car had gotten here that I called an Uber pool. Um, and I opened the back seat of the car, and I was like, "Of course, of course." There's a gorgeous man in the back seat of the car. It's like all I want right now is to not be in drag. And, oh god, it was the most unpleasant situation ever. He ended up being my neighbor, and we've like been talking ever since. He's like a great Aww. guy, but um, it's it's tough. It's it's tough because. At, as a sexual identity, I'm still a man interested in men, and so when people hit on me in drag, sometimes I don't even know how to handle it, because I'm like, this isn't me, this is not what I'm into, wait, come back. <laughs> Brendan, have you ever talked? No, not even when I would, did the two times I did drag, because I wore uh, a dress... The first time, it was still a very tight dress, but I wore leggings underneath it, mm. and I wore really tight underwear, 
And so like kind of takes care of for you. Yeah. Yeah. We checked and we we're like, okay, can't see anything. And then the second time that I did it, it was kind of more of a flowy dress. So I was like, you're good. Still don't need to do you're it. You're good. Cause I mean, you, you're, you're amply well endowed oh. in, in the soft state. So yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, I, like, I don't know. Do they have duct tape strong enough? Do you think? You can't give me just a look. You have to actually say something. It's a podcast. Just picture people that are watching. Just picture a judgy look. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the response. The shade picture, of it all. Picture shade judgy all. look. Okay, there are some sad sides to all of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that in the gay community, in the gay male community, um, there is definitely this toxic hypermasculinity bullshit. Okay, so just. You know, we don't have to go into too much detail, but hmm? what have you run into? Like, uh, like we talked about at the top, like with people like, oh, I wouldn't date a drag queen. Like, have you run into people that, like, even in your, even when you're out as a boy, do you get uh, people to say, oh, you're too feminine or you're not masculine enough? Like, oh, absolutely. I don't. I I would say as a boy, not so much because it it doesn't manifest quite as much in my my mannerisms and my characteristics. But uh, especially when it comes to like the dating scene, when it because. Betty is a huge part of my personality, a huge part of what I do. Um, and there are a lot of people, I would say less, especially in my age range recently, a lot of, in, like, RuPaul and kind of the commercial side of drag has kind of blown up in the last couple of years. So recently it's been a little bit less, but especially um, some, of like, some of the older gay guys, like 28, 29, 30, that kind of area, aren't interested in a guy that runs around in a dress a couple, couple nights a week. Or for some, it's just a real challenge. Like, have you ever had someone that, like, you, you were interested, they were interested in you, they found out you did drag, and then it was, like, done? Yeah. Uh, it, that, like, being, like, done and over with, I would say, has been less common. But it's, it has happened where people are just like, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. I can't deal with that. You're too feminine for me. Or even, but what's even worse to me is when you're talking to someone, you haven't even really met them yet. And just in concept, they're like, I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'm like, you haven't even met me. Like, if you met me, a lot of people sometimes, like, when you meet me for the very first time, won't necessarily even know that I'm gay right right away. Um, and so that's the worst. And it's like, no, I swear, I'm like a normal guy. I promise. It's just... Well, I mean, uh, Brendan, I think that's the kind of the ridiculous part of it. Like, why do we have to defend our masculinity to these people? Like, what what is what what, what is this? Like, what are we defending at all in the first place? There's really no need to defend. If they don't want to know you, then they don't need to know you. But like, what are we saving, or like, what are what like what is what are they protecting themselves from? Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, if you like a man's body, what does it matter what goes on or off of it? Um, I think it goes back to the way that they were brought up. Probably their parents taught them what a man is, and like what a man does and is, and what a woman does and is, and it's this old like fifties. Mm. style mm-hmm. yeah I think there's some truth to that in terms of also like what people have been exposed to in their life what sort of open-mindedness have you been exposed to and uh, and sometimes people just can't handle things that challenge their state of mind about the way people should act with each other I mean that's 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 truth right there there's there's no other better way to put it um, Brendan you've said that like you would actually prefer to date a drag queen or like you have no problem like i forget exactly what you no, said i don't care who i date really yeah as long as i am attracted to them personality wise like just pretty much like the entire package it doesn't matter like what they do or do you think that the create like for me it's creativity do you think the creativity and the art- artistry of someone who performs is attractive to you yes okay 
see, that's that's kind of how I respond to it. It's like I'm I'm looking and I'm seeing like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I may not look at someone when they're in stage makeup and go, oh my gosh, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I mean, stage makeup is stage makeup. Right. You know, it's made for bright lights and things. Right, right, It's right. kind of like how much thought they put into everything. Exactly. What are they doing? What are they What's creating? What's the process? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I'm the exact same way. I wouldn't necessarily like, go out of my way to be like, okay, I have to date a drag queen. But somebody who's uh, outgoing and creative and like looking for new outlets, new outlooks on the world is something that I think is phenomenally attractive and it just happens to be something that kind of falls into the drag queen scene as well like yeah. I, I have dated a drag queen before and it was challenging just because the schedules are so rigorous mm. and there's always a certain level of drama because there's a lot of like drama filled individuals who who work in the drag scene and so there's always like that little bit of swirl of drama that follows you but um i'm not again like i've never had any like qualms about it either way Yay for loud cars. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, performance-wise or creative-wise, just someone, if they're passionate in something, is attractive. Okay, so, I mean, I think these are great points, and passion and creativity are very attractive things, so uh, that's that's an amazing part, but let's, let's kind of talk about the sexy side of this. So, um, Betty, we have to just go to you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had sex while in drag? I have not. And uh, not by lack of people trying. I would you, say, is it like a fetish for some people? Like, do people, oh, people pursue you when oh, you're in drag absolutely. specifically for it? Um, and people, they, I find this always interesting as well, especially um, uh, in like a certain certain bars, certain clubs. People will will ch- like be attracted to me and and try to hit on me the same they would uh, try to hit on transgender individuals, which I think is is very interesting, especially since. Um, I'm obviously not a woman, um, and a lot of times I try to just brush it off, just because uh, when it comes down to sex, like brass tacks, I want somebody who's interested in me for me, not something that I've painted on my face, if that makes sense. So yeah, so a lot, a lot of times I don't, I don't get myself involved in that situation because also there's a lot of makeup involved. It's messy. It's I would imagine, yeah, it's a Especially messy full situation. Stage, stage makeup, yeah. but. Um, but it just more comes down to, for me, in concept, I want a guy that likes me as a guy. Just because that's what I am. Like, that's who I am. That's what I'm into. Um, and I don't really want to be knowing that somebody was into me for something that I'm not actually really. It's just a person that I've created. Well, uh, but, I mean, do you, like, Brendan, what do you think? Do you think that role play kind of things are fun and okay? And, like, what would, like, where would you go? What would you do? Do you have anything that you'd like to have like your partner do or would you like to try to do something like what's sort of a I don't know about role play well I mean just even dress up like I mean dress up as part of role play just like is there any kind of fun thing that you might wear would do you think it would be interesting to like wear a dress and have sex or anything like that not for me I'm not really into like dress up stuff for sex just naked just naked just Mm -hmm. just naked No, I'm, I'm, I would say most of the time I'm very similar. However, there's one person that very much enjoyed, uh, like, Superman-Robin situation before. Oh. Oh, my God, it was so much fun. Yeah, well, I mean, if, like, the other person's into something, I'm willing to try. Exactly. That's, that's how it happened for me, too. And more, it was, like, more than me enjoying it, I knew my partner enjoyed it, and I got a lot out of them having 
getting a lot out of it, if that makes sense. I think clothes can be really important for like the lead up. I think that you can have a lot of fun. Like it doesn't even, for me, like it doesn't have to be dress up, but I definitely like, I like lounge pants. I think those are really cute or like shorts. And there's something about like shirtless and barefoot in the kitchen that's kind of hot, you know, like, so there can be kind of like, there can be lead up things. I think there can be sort of like, you know, um, and maybe not even role play is the right thing, but just like some, some fun foreplay kind mm-hmm. of a thing, you know, just enjoying the situation, enjoying the, the, the people that you're with. I think of course, I mean, the best sex is with people that you, uh, have a good relationship with right. that you trust that you can communicate with. Cause I think sex, like all the things is a form of communication and Absolutely. like being able to tell someone, Hey, I really want you to dress up as Robin and I want to dress up as Batman. Like being able to have that communication exactly. level is important. Well, I was going to say that, I mean that what you were saying about um, the clothes also, I think comes back to a level of understanding your partner on a lot of levels, like knowing what they like, knowing what they enjoy. Um, even without them necessarily having to say it, you know them enough. And that's part of the reason I, I think that, um, I'm basically just agreeing with you that sometimes hooking up with somebody or having sex with somebody that you know well um, can be even more rewarding, I guess. I guess that's the best word I can come up with for it. Now, I do think that the right size heels, though, might actually be really good for bottoming because, like, it gets the arch going and... I had never even thought of that. I'm just thinking, also, I, I'm six foot two, so... See, but wearing heels and doing, like, oh, the God. arch thing... But standing and doing that, Oof. I feel like is just a recipe to end up falling over. Probably. Well, all I'm, all I'm saying is I'm six foot two, and um, almost my height is in my legs. So if I'm topping, sometimes I need to like put the bottom up on something. Like they need risers or a platform, or that's all I'm saying. That so makes sense. I mean, I yeah. think I think from that perspective, I could like that could be really cute. It'd be a challenge. Heels. It'd be a challenge with a lot of the heels I wear. I'm five nine, but. In, I wear basically eight-inch platform heels most of the time, and that would put me substantially too high. <laughs> maybe, maybe not even like full on. Maybe just for for rimming, like yeah. like kind of because it raises the you know it'll raise the butt up to a good a good height. Such an interesting concept. I never even thought for about me, that before. I would never want to wear heels. Oh, I would. Oh, I absolutely wouldn't that either. That just seems uncomfortable. Probably. I don't really want to be uncomfortable. I will admit though, it, it, like there, I definitely have a little bit of like I, on Pinterest and things. Like I definitely find like pictures of naked men in heels very compelling and interesting. So I'll, I'll, I'll fess up to that one. Oh, compelling, absolutely. Especially like even just in an artistic standpoint, for yeah. sure. I, I think I think I, w- I think I would definitely shoot the shit out of it. I think that as a practical thing, like I, w- I would never actually like. Oh, of course, but in tell concept, the bottom you got to wear heels, right. like because they are very uncomfortable. I, I'd be like, no, you need to get those off. We need to have some fun, right? you know, feet up kind of a thing. Um, well, we, we've gotten to the end of our little on the road podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Um, we would actually love to do more of this, uh, getting out interviewing people out in the outside world and taking trips and things like that. Um, so you can also help us to do that by going to our Patreon account and supporting us. Yay. Um, don't forget to check the show notes for the, uh, be mine campaign, hashtag be mine, check out mine, which is out today. It should be on all the major streamings and things. Check out Brendan's uh, Twitters and Facebooks and all those kind of things. Betty, thank you so much. Absolutely. What's, what's your social media? How do we um, find your shows so and stuff? So, honestly, I, I support or I promote myself mostly as a boy, honestly. So, you can take a look on Instagram. I'm at Jeremy Haig, J-E-R-E-M-Y-H-A-I-G. Um, Betty and I share a page because um, I do some boy modeling and stuff like that. So, we share a page together. Um, and I'm on Facebook and all that. So, you can check that out. All right. So, Facebooks and the Twitters and the things yep. and stuffs and stuffs. Um, and Brendan, what's what, what's our call to action this week? What should we... We, have, we want them to, to do... Do we want them to tweet mine? Do we want them to Facebook mine? Just 
Do the Be Mine campaign. Do the Be Mine campaign. Yes. That is your that is your thing. That is the thing. Do the Be Mine campaign. You don't have to be naked. Um, it's just have some fun and check out the link below and uh, if you, and if you want to support and all that kind of stuff, let us know. Um, and so thank you guys for listening and from everyone here at GSC Friday, have a great weekend. Yeah.